Dr. Rena here. I'm a dental specialist and founder of RW Perio, located at 75 Harley Street. Welcome to my podcast, Life and Smile, where we talk about everything dental, lifestyle, business, and much more. Every episode, I'm joining conversation with a specialist expert in their chosen field, who give us a behind-the-scenes glimpse into their daily regime, career turning points, and an insider look at what they can't live without. As a businesswoman myself, it's so inspiring to hear how people have built their careers and shattered those glass ceilings. So, let's get the conversation going. Welcome back to the first season of Life and Smile. We have a very special guest joining us for this episode, and I'm sure you'd agree that Sarah Harris needs no introduction, but let me give you some background on her inspirational career so far. Sarah is currently the Global Network League and European Deputy Editor for British Vogue. She's had nearly two decades worth of experience within the fashion industry and magazine world. Sarah started her career at Tatler, W Magazine, WWD, before joining Vogue around 18 years ago, where she worked her way up to deputy editor, starting as a fashions feature writer and then editor before becoming director and deputy editor. She's a favourite with street style photographers for her minimalistic and contemporary effortless style, where quality wardrobe staples define her style. I've always been inspired by Sarah's career, and it's been such a pleasure looking after her smile over the last year. Welcome, Sarah. So pleased to have you at Harley Street. Thanks so much for having me. So you've had a really interesting and inspirational career so far, and you've been in the fashion industry for circa two decades now, where the 360-degree language of magazines and media has changed dramatically during that time, largely with the onset of the digitalization and consumerism demand for instant access. So do you agree that the landscape has changed um, over the last few decades since you started your yeah. career? Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure when I, I mean, yeah, when I started Vogue, there wasn't even a website. Wow. So, so yeah, it's, it's dramatically changed. Okay. Um, and now, of course, with social media too and Vogue video, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a job that goes well beyond the pages of a magazine and the idea of print. Um, and I think, and, you know, I think it's changed the job in so many ways. You know, now when we, when we think about stories and concepts, we're, we're always thinking of how to present them in a 360 degree right. way. You know, it's not just about, okay, how is this going to look in the magazine? It's, exactly. it's also, what can we do on social media? What's the, what's the video that we can, that we can make alongside this story? Um, so yeah, it's, it's hugely yeah. changed. It, it's unimaginable in Vogue not having a website and literally <laughs> yeah, just being written. So do you, do you think it's a good thing? It's, it's gone that way? Um, yeah, I do. And I think it's, you know, I think, I think it's made the industry a lot more inclusive. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I think, you know, I think having, having free access to, you know, to us as editors and to, and to have that insight into our world and yeah. what we're liking and who we're reviewing and who we're profiling. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's great. Great. So going back to the beginning, um, almost two decades ago, tell us a little bit more about sort of what prompted you to start your career in this industry and, and how it all happened. So I always, I, I always knew that I wanted to work at Vogue magazine. I think since I was maybe, I don't know, 10 wow. or 11 years old, <laughs> um, I, used to, I used to always buy the magazine and yeah. I would often sort of look through the pages and, yep. and, you know, cut things out and stick things together and sort of make my own magazine from the magazine. Amazing. <laughs> so I'd sort of do my own layouts and I would, I would write stories and things. Um, 
so yeah, so it's weird. So I think I, I always I always knew what I wanted to do, which I think helped me really sort of guide my studies towards trying to achieve that. Yeah. What made you interested in it in the first place? Was it the, or just some of the passion I don't you had know, yeah. I don't know where it comes from. My, my parents don't work in fashion. Right. Um, I grew up in Winchester, in Hampshire. Um, so yeah, so I, so I, you know, I really, I really wasn't surrounded by right. it as a, as a child, but I just... I just, I always, I always love clothes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meant to be. <laughs> um, so your, your career, you've had lots of things happen over the, the last two decades. Um, and I know it's hard to define, but if you had to pick sort of a, a career turning point or a proud moment during the, the time, um, w- would you be able to pinpoint something or? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the there are so many sort of, you know, proud moments or pinch me moments yes. or, you know, and I've been, I've been at Vogue for, for a really long time. Like you said, I think it's 18, 18 <laughs> yes. years or so. Um, you know, I worked there firstly alongside Alexandra Shulman and then uh, when Edward Enifel came in uh, sort of four or five years ago. So it's been, it's been amazing just to see how much yeah. it's changed over, over that time and to, and to, you know, just have access to these incredible designers and incredible talent and, you know, to be at fashion shows. And, you know, I think it's it's such a privilege, actually, to be, you know, to be able to experience that on a daily basis, you know. Yeah. Has the time flown by over the last few sort of yeah. years? Or? <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah, it really has. It's kind of, it's, yeah, it doesn't feel like I've been there 18 years. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a job that that changes all the time yes. you know and and as 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 you said you know I joined there as a fashion features writer and I'm now a deputy editor so yes. the breadth of work has has changed enormously um but I still love it I still I still love making a magazine and yeah just as much as you did when yeah. you were 10 years old exactly <laughs> amazing um so you're particularly known for your effortless and minimalistic style um <laughs> lazy <it's>, style <laughs> <laughs> no um it's uh, you have a strong emphasis on i think quality on day-to-day wardrobe basics that you can elevate day to night um yeah. what would be your go-to investment survival pieces um for professionals who also have a demanding lifestyle and careers that make you know they always have to look polished at a, at a moment's notice i know um most of us are living in the city where time poor um my personal experience where I'm sometimes in surgery for 12 hours and I have to go to meetings or a press yeah. event um so I mean do you have because you always look effortlessly amazing do you have any Thank tips you. on for people who have that kind of lifestyle how do you make it work um I mean I always think buy less and buy better like yes. I'm not someone who will go out and you know and buy a ton of clothes I'm yes. just I've never I've never really done that I'm always I'm very kind of specific on the pieces that I choose you know if it's if it's a black blazer then I want it to be you know the best black blazer that I can afford and then I can have um you know I think if you invest in quality fabrics and great design I think I think it it always helps and then and then yeah I mean I don't I don't I I very rarely wear color I mean I I wear you know navy and khaki I think is about (laughs) as colorful as I get um and very simple shapes and silhouettes, you know, I sort of rotate pretty much from, <clears throat> you know, a, a great tracksuit trouser, which yeah. I put with a cashmere jumper and a, and a tailored blazer, yeah. or um, I love trouser suits. Um, I've got a great, you know, loads of great white shirts. Um, and then I think it's just about putting those pieces. I think, I think when you have a wardrobe yes. of neutral colors and very kind of simple shapes, then I find that 
everything kind of goes, goes with everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to think about it. I think so you don't have to think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. The most stressful thing, I guess, is when you've got a busy day and you're spending like half an hour. What am I going to wear? So you just want to pull something out of the wardrobe yeah. and it's just, it all goes. Exactly. Off. Which um, is also great when you, when you travel. I mean, we're back yes. traveling a bit now, thankfully, yes. post COVID. Yeah. If I can say post COVID. Yeah. I'm sure. um, <laughs> Almost. <laughs> but it's, but yes, and that's, and that's what I do before I go away for fashion week what I often do is I plan exactly what I'm going to take so I'll look at the forecast I'll see what the weather's doing yes and then I'll stay you know to do like six days of outfits so okay day one I'm going to wear this day two this day three day four and I plan everything before I go so which just it saves you so much time in the morning and extra luggage (laughs) and extra luggage exactly if you just take what you what you know you're going to wear and what you know you're going to need um, I think it, yeah, I think it helps yeah. a lot. I mean, I'm the same. I used to buy tons of clothes and then wear them once or twice. Um, and I realized I completely agree. Having a smaller wardrobe, the, the cost per use is totally. really important. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's something you, you know, you learn as you, as you get older, 100%. I think for sure. You know, I think when you're young, it's fun to go shopping and yeah. <laughs> buy stuff that maybe you're only going to wear a handful of times. But I think, yeah, I think definitely as you get older and I think in terms of sustainability, you know, yes. you think about landfill right now. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy, this throwaway yeah idea which I think is so kind of outdated now yeah I completely agree um so you've had a very successful career to date um and from person you know from your personal inspiration and how you've progressed over the the last um 18 years I know for me um there's always people around me that inspire me or things that I read books that I read um that helps me kind of take me to the next level if you're going through a challenging time um you really need that um do you have the same I mean do you have a mentor do you have certain books that you read to help you get through because I'm sure you've had many challenges along the route yeah there have but I kind of I mean I don't know I sort of I sort of really believe in you know everything happens for a reason yes um and I think when you go through challenging times I think you know I think think about I mean I guess you don't in the moment but there's always something that comes out of it that you've learned or that you've you know discovered about yourself or I mean my first my very first interview for Vogue I didn't get the job and it was right. it was a position for a fashion assistant. Yes. And I remember I interviewed with Kate Phelan and she was and I just came from London College of Fashion where I got a degree in fashion journalism and I got a first in my degree. And and Kate's main concern was, you know, you're you're a writer and you're a journalist and I'm just concerned that, you know, you're gonna be doing fashion returns and you're gonna be on right. set and you're not using your skill set. Yes. And I was like, yeah, but I really want the job. I really want to work at Vogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I got down to the to the last two, and I didn't get it. And I think it was because of that, because I think she saw that you know what, it's that's not it's not the right Suited. job for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And then I think, you know, a few months went by, and then you know another. I got a job working at W and Women's Wear Daily. Yeah. Um, and I was there for two years, and then a job came up as a fashion features writer. And that and that was a job that I got. And actually, and I'm so grateful that I didn't get that first job at Vogue because, yep. you know, I, I did want to be writing, even though I pretended. No, I want to be a fashion assistant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, that's um, I think the mantra of, you know, everything happens for a reason yeah. can really help you through anything. And um, I think at the time you sometimes don't see that you know that's happened it's only years later exactly back and, thank god I didn't that door didn't yeah. open and the other exactly. one did um, exactly so yeah that's a, such a good good motto um 
In terms of our industry, so obviously we're from separate industries, but there are some similarities. So it's quite fast-paced. Um, we're working sort of minute-to-minute -minute deadlines, um, constantly dealing with a variety of people, um, both yeah. in-house team, brands, <laughs> other professionals. Um, and you constantly, you know, from our sort of mindset perspective, you have to have an editorial mindset as well as a commercial mindset as well. So there's lots of um, links. Um, from my perspective, I know how intense it is to build a brand successfully. Um, are there any strategies that you've put in place as your career has grown over the years to ensure that you always feel sort of the best version of yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you have to be really careful when it comes to compromising, right. actually. And I okay. think, you know, I think so long as you stay true to yourself and authentic to yourself, whether that's, I mean, that's across the board, it can mean anything, but I think you know, I think have the courage of your conviction. And I think, you know, that's also something that I've seen Edward do so yeah. much. You know, when he arrived at Vogue, he had his very clear idea and vision of how he wanted Vogue to be. And and honestly, it was it was probably, you know, a bit of a a bit of a risk. But Edward always said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and this is this is the way I wanna make this magazine. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't work, then right. I'll leave. And but at least I'll be grateful and thankful yeah. that I that I did exactly what I wanted to do and I did it how I wanted to do it. Um, so I think I yeah I think I think that's really important. Maintaining integrity, yeah. no matter what the situation yeah. is. Um, yeah, and in that way, I guess if you look back, you'll still be proud of yourself, regardless of whether, exactly what, you know of what the made. outcome was. Absolutely. Um, so you know, you face challenges across across the um, across your career. Um, for someone who's starting up, so someone who you know really looks up to you and wants to be, you know, that someone who's very young wants to be in Vogue, wants to work at Vogue. Um, what would be your advice to them and looking back now would you have done anything differently at all good question um I don't know that I would have but I think I mean I think for anyone who wants to get into the industry today I think yeah. I think you're actually you're so lucky because there are so many more platforms now in yes. which you're able to broadcast yeah right whether that's yeah. whether that's Instagram or whether that's setting up your blog or doing something on YouTube or you know, I think there are so many ways to show your creativity and your yes. and your passion. Whereas I think, you know, 20 years ago, it was, you just, you know, I mean, for me, it was like, I just had to get my foot in the door at Vogue. You know, there yes. was no, no real other way of, yeah. of sort of, you know, showing how, how to, how to do it, I guess. Yes. Um, so I think, I think in some ways it's, it's made it easier for yeah. people to, to really, you know, start now, whether you, you know, write a blog or, right. Or start an Instagram on something that you're passionate about or, you know, whatever it is. But I think it's, I think just get going and don't give up. Right. I think it's um, make the most of your, the, the yeah. platforms we have now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone wants to hear your voice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so currently in your day-to-day -day life, so it's obviously probably every single day is different, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But exciting, intense um, and fun. What do you have a typical day? Um, describe you know day in the life of Sarah Harris. What, what would that consist of? Um, yeah, I don't, there's not really a typical day. I mean, Sorry. right now we're in, we're going to the office three days a week. Okay. So Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays we're in the office, and then we work from home Mondays and Fridays. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess when we're in the office, we try and we try and get together quite often physically in a, in a meeting room and go over stuff yeah. um you know we might have every month we do a cover lines meeting right we catch up on production <clears throat> production cycles yeah. deadlines 
Um, so yeah, office office based days are very much sort of in and out of Edward's office. Yeah, planning issues, um, getting copy together, signing off pages, doing the running order of the magazine, right. um, and then the days spent at home. Are probably more on Zoom calls, actually. I mean, okay. there's Zooms also in the office all day, but I feel like Mondays and Fridays are the days that I kind of really spend right. on Zoom calls. So, you know, d having meetings with PRs, um, setting yeah. up stories for future issues. Right. Um, and then, of course, right now it's Fashion Week, so we just finished London Fashion Week. Yes. So that was a busy time running around at the shows yeah. in stormy weather, which yeah, was gosh. <laughs> not the best weather for Fashion Week. Um, and then Milan shows yeah. are, <clears throat> start tomorrow, I think. Right. And then and then we go into Paris. Wow. Busy, busy. Busy, um, yeah. That's nice. I think every, every day is different, every season different. So um, it's always something to look forward to, I guess, in, yeah, in your diary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, always, it's always varied. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess as a, an editor, you're working from um, home, you're working in the office, out and about in meetings and so on. Um, I have to ask you, I guess your, your desk is kind of your base as to where, where you do all the, all the magic happens. Yeah. Um, if I if you had to pick uh, three things um, that you always have on your desk to keep you functioning, um, and it's probably a tricky question. But what would those three things be? I know for me, I, I mean, I've always got yeah, my laptop. What about you? My laptop I have with me all the time. It's, yeah, everyone knows it's, same. it's got my life in it. Um, can't lose it. It's been backed up a million times. So, um, but laptop I usually have my writing file where I just work on um, edits and so on. Um, I generally have some coffee with me at yeah. some point and, yeah. and water, which will keep me fueled. Yeah. Um, what would be yours? <clears throat> yeah, so definitely laptop, yeah. phone, yeah. coffee, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, I would say lip balm. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I always need lip balm, like within a sort of arm's Reaching reach. Reason, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I have a little pot of hair bands as well because nice. I just... I can't bear to be without a hairband. <laughs> Great. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a super busy woman. So, um, Pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me. Really insightful um, speaking to you. Is there anything we should look out for in terms of um, things coming up? Um, where can we find you? Um, tell us more. Um, but not much I can say because still keep just by Vogue. I mean, you'll right. see you'll yeah, see it yeah, coming up. Fine. But yeah, there's lots there's lots we're working on. Um, lots of exciting stories we're working on right now. Um, we're sort of with putting our April issue to bed, <clears throat> working on May and June issues right. already. Um, so yeah, and then and then Paris Fashion Week is coming up. So so we'll look out lots of excitement there. I'm lots sure. Lots of updates. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sarah Harris, for Pleasure. your time. Um, really enjoy the conversation. I'm Thank sure you. all the listeners will enjoy it uh, just as much as I did. Thank so, you. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. You're welcome.